Hey there, my name is Mei Ling. I'm a certified life coach and trauma trained practitioner, and welcome to my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Hello, friends. Welcome to this penultimate episode of season five. Yes, we are at episode nine, and you know what's exciting? Last week, I got a notification from Buzzsprout that I have published 50 episodes. How exciting! <laughs> It didn't even occur to me. I was just thinking, oh yeah, I think about my podcast in seasons. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's season five. (laughs) So I hope you guys have found it useful and helpful and that the things that you've learned from this podcast, you've been able to use and apply in your real life. And if it has, if you have found it useful, do send me a message, you know, Um, send me a message on Instagram or at my email address, which you can find down in the show notes below, because I always welcome to hear your comments and your feedback from you. Now, this week, we are talking about discounting the future. Basically, as humans, our behavior and our relationship with time. Time is actually a human construct when we think about it, right? How is it that we decided we have 168 hours a week? How do we determine time? Because in biology, animals think about time in seasons and cycles. Whereas humans, the fact that we break it down to hours and months and years, that's a very <laughs> that's a very homo sapiens sapiens construct. So the two psychologists, Daniel Kahneman, and Amos Tversky had asked a group of people, if I were to offer you $100 right now or $110 a week from now, which would you choose? Now, most of the group chose $100 right then because it didn't seem worthwhile to wait one whole week for an additional $10, right? Then these two psychologists changed the question. What about if you could receive $100 52 weeks from now versus $110 53 weeks from now? Which would you choose? Well, in this case, most people actually tended to switch their preference, choosing to wait the 53 weeks. Hmm. And if you note, the two scenarios are identical in that it is waiting one week extra, and by waiting the extra week, you get an extra $10. So why is there a preference of reversal between the two? This is because people, we discount the future. Rewards closer to now are valued more highly than rewards in the distant future. So delaying gratification is difficult, and this is actually hardwired in us evolutionarily. So if you've heard or you've seen the YouTube video of Simon Sinek, and he mentions this, like, you know, the younger generation now, we want instant gratification. When we go on Instagram, when we go on Facebook, when we go on TikTok, like, we love seeing all the likes on our posts, all the likes on our stories and stuff, it it lights up the dopamine, the reward centers in our brain, you know? And this is why these social media apps are so clever. And this is why they are such a huge time suck, <laughs> talking about time, because you get so much dopamine. You're like, ooh, 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 
with each like, it lights your brain up. It makes you feel happy in that sense, right? (laughs) So this is why it's so clever. Because they appeal to that hardwired biology evolutionary part of us that we like our rewards now. Waiting doesn't seem to be worthwhile. So this is called a I want it now system. (laughs) So for example, those subprime mortgage offers, they were perfectly optimized for this. Buy this beautiful spacious home now with very, very low installments. Impress all your family and friends. Live more comfortably than you thought you could. And at some point, the interest rate on your adjustable rate mortgage will go up. But that's a long way away, hidden in the mists of the future. So this is appealing to the I want it now system. As in, hey... I see this house. It's big. It's beautiful. I can show off. I want it now. (laughs) So your wishes are granted now for your soul in the distant future. This I want it now system is so clever because it has been part of us. When we were cavemen, we didn't know when our next meal would be. So when we came across berries, when we came across fruits, when we had a kill, we gorged ourselves because we think, We might be dead tomorrow (laughs) or we might not be able to find food tomorrow. It might be ages before we have a next kill, a next hunt. So we better eat everything now. We want to be safe now. We want to be full now. And then who knows what the future might bring because life is so hazardous. And even though our modern surroundings have changed, for most of us, right? If you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're in an urban environment where it's pretty comfortable. Versus actually surviving day to day. That is a different story. That is when your I want it now system truly works in your favor. However, if like most of us, you're in this modern society, this I want it now system can actually derail you. When you have goals, you set a future goal, be it you want to lose weight, you want to be a fitter mom or dad, you want to be able to run the marathon, you want to be able to get off all your heart and your blood pressure medications, you want to be able to see your grandchildren grow up, right? However, when you see birthday cake or cookies in the kitchen or pantry, you can't help yourself. (laughs) or you might have diabetes and there's a special celebration and you see all these amazing desserts oh my gosh your favorite tiramisu you can't help but eat it now and then you can think about your blood sugar levels later right because you want it now so when we think about a person who is willing to feel discomfort now in the sense that they are in a way preventing themselves from having the reward now Because they know they want to gain the bigger reward of achieving their goal in the future, this is a person who is able to think about delayed gratification. Now, when I refer to this somebody who is committed, this person has conviction and the mental fortitude. And I'm not saying that this person isn't tempted. I'm just saying that the person is able to resist temptation. They don't succumb. They keep their eye on the prize. They focus. And if they get distracted, they refocus. So these people are very mission-driven. 
they believe in a cause bigger than themselves. For example, we humans, when it's just up to us, it's sometimes really hard to keep our promises to ourselves. So for example, if you say that you want to train for a marathon, that's a big goal because you can see this particular event on your calendar and you give yourself time to train for it. Now, you think, the only time I can train for this is early in the morning, so I need to set up my alarm clock at 5. And then, on the days where it's rainy, on the days where you had a bad night's sleep the night before, when the 5am alarm clock goes off, you make excuses. You're like, oh, I just can't be bothered, you know, I'm just going to press the snooze button, you know, I, I can just skip today, can't I? However, if you organize to meet with a friend instead, this friend is like an accountability partner and you think to yourself, gosh, I need to show up because I made a promise to this friend and I'm going to show up. So even though I'm feeling like crap and I'm a bit tired and oh, I'm just feeling blah, you know what, I'm still going to put on my shoes and go out there and meet them. And I, I know I'll feel better. It's just that it's really hard to get out of bed right now. So if you think about this, it's really easy to break your promises to yourself because this is precisely the I want it now system. In which case, it's I just want to sleep more now. <laughs> I don't want to feel the discomfort of actually having to get out of my cozy bed to meet somebody and put my, to put my body through the motions of actually jogging this early in the morning. With my clients, we have a progressive strategy for clients to develop this internal integrity muscle. So if you think about it, you need to challenge yourself because this I want it now system is hardwired in you. You need to challenge yourself to resist the temptation. Just like going into the gym. When you go to the gym to lift weights, you don't choose the weights that are super light and you feel like, oh yeah, I can do 50 reps of these, no problem. <laughs> you choose the weights, the appropriate weights, that feel like, hey, by the 7th to 8th rep, I can barely perform the exercise correctly and my muscles are shaking. Because that is what challenges you and that is when your body changes. You see your muscle tone change and your body change because you challenge yourself. And you know that if you show up regularly, you don't just go to do one session at a gym for three hours and expect massive changes in your body. No, it's showing up regularly, be it day after day or every weekday or every other day. You have a schedule for yourself that works and you show up consistently. And that is how you see changes because each time you show up consistently and you push yourself, not past the breaking point, but you're stretching yourself. This is how you see the changes. This is how you build that muscle. So you also have an internal integrity muscle. So I go with my clients to form this strategy for themselves because each person is different. Their lifestyles are different. How much time they can set aside for trading to prepare. And as well, what is it exactly that they are trying to achieve? Everybody starts at a different baseline. And actually, it is one of the greatest feelings in the world when you realize that you've built this muscle, you have self-trust, you know you can follow through, 
And then frankly, you feel really proud of yourself, right? Being able to stick to things. And my clients as well, a lot of them are very visual people. So I, I help them set up things such that they can see for themselves that they have managed to track their habits and maintain their habits regularly. And it's actually that in itself is like a reward system. You know, your brain lights up when it sees that. Now, how do you set yourself up to win for success? This is what I go through with my clients, right? So take notes. Number one, you need to have awareness. The I want it now slash instant gratification. This is hardwired. So you need to be able to know that, hey, that is what happens naturally for humans. So if you feel this, that's normal. But do know it is hardwired in you, which is why it's a bit tricky and challenging, right? you realize that your resistance doing certain things, which you know will benefit you in the future, but right now it just seems like a total drag. <laughs> now, step two, you need to think about what you are going to do. What do I mean? You need to be able to plan ahead. So I'm going to tell you something that's very interesting. It is something from Greek mythology, Ulysses in the Trojan War. So Ulysses had to go through a sea voyage back to his home of Ithaca. It's an island. And he knew that he had the opportunity to pass the island where the beautiful sirens sang. And they sang so alluringly, sailors who heard them steered towards the sirens, crashing their ships onto the rocks, drowning everybody on board. That's quite macabre, isn't it? <laughs> Now, Ulysses really wanted to hear the alluring sirens sing. That's a pretty special experience. However, he also knew that when you hear the siren song, it will cause you to crash your ship on the rocks and you die. So he prepared in advance. He came up with an idea to deal with his future self. So not with the present logical Ulysses, but the future non-thinking crazed version of Ulysses because he knew he wouldn't think logically when he was in the midst of listening to the siren song. So he ordered his men to tie him to the mast of the ship securely. Then he had them fill their ears with beeswax so they would not be seduced by the voices of the sirens themselves because he knew that they would be in no position to make good decisions. So if you think about this, Ulysses struck a deal between the present Ulysses and the future Ulysses. Think about that. What does this mean? Our minds, our human minds, can negotiate with different time points between ourselves. So present you can think about future you and you can strike a deal between the you of now and the you of the future in which you can imagine what the scenario, the situation would be like. So, mindset coaching. We have this conscious part of our prefrontal context, our thinking brain, our rational brain, our CEO. This is very cognitive. It knows, it can think, it can rationalize. So this is where you can take preventative steps and you can plan ahead. You can think about mitigation measures. So you can actually arm yourself with tools, techniques, and all the procedures. <laughs> I think in the military, they call it TTP. 
and you put yourself in the best possible position, at the time you know you'll be experiencing stress and duress, right? And you know that, hmm, I don't think I'm going to make the best decision, so I better take action and steps in order to put myself in the best position possible. This is something that is very unique to humans, that we can negotiate and think about how we behave and how we would act in different points of time. So a freely made decision that binds you in the future is called a Ulysses contract. So for example, my clients have an action plan. They do something very sequential during the trading day. So they have a morning routine to prep before pre-market. Then during trading, live trading itself, they have a plan, right? They know which ticker symbols, what they're watching out for, the moving averages. They know what they're going to buy. They know how they're going to enter. They know how they're going to exit. They have a trading plan. And then they carry out their trading plan based on what they know about their behavior. If they have a tendency for FOMO, if they have a tendency for greed, but they write out this plan in advance, knowing full well what their tendencies are. Now, whether they implement it or not, they have that trading plan. And then after post-trading, they reflect and evaluate on their performance, on their behavior. Now, then they have now new data in which they can use as input the following trading day. So even though you may not have carried out your plan absolutely correctly, you know, 100%, you go, huh, I noticed something here. This thought came into my mind or this feeling of urgency, of irrational thinking, right? Of emotions. I felt this way. I noticed this and I get my clients to journal during the trading. Just, you know, a short phrase or words, you know, it's not a whole dear diary page. And this actually helps them reflect later and go, huh, now I notice that I tend to have this pattern. And this is actually setting you up for success the next time around. So you are giving yourself the opportunity to be in pole position, as they say in F1 driving. <laughs> you are in the lead so that you can have the best advantage for the next time, right? So all data is data that you can use as it provides information and it creates awareness of how you in particular act in particular situations of stress. Now, there is another implication of this I want it now system. So I want it now, the it, is basically you want comfort now. You want to be able to feel familiar and safe now. And this is because your brain likes predictability. It goes, oh, I know this. I know this way. For example, if you're in a familiar city, you are familiar with the commute. You, you know what to do versus when you travel and you hear a different language and you're like, oh, I don't know this subway system or this metro system. How do I get from here to there? You know, your brain doesn't like unfamiliarity. It doesn't like uncertainty. So we tend to push uncertainty away. We tend to procrastinate. Now, when it comes to achieving your goal, you realize that this is actually not serving you. <laughs> you know, for somebody who wants to train for that marathon, for somebody who wants to start their business and, hey, start their own podcast, for somebody who wants to lose weight, for somebody who wants to start trading in their live account or start trading options and futures, we know it's going to take effort. We know it's going to take time, energy and money to invest in yourselves. This feels uncomfortable. If you place comfort higher on your ladder, priority ladder than discomfort, 
you are succumbing to the I want it now system. You are doing exactly what most people do. But most people don't achieve extraordinary things and go after their goals. If you want to achieve that goal, if you want to break the mold, if you want something new to happen in your life, something new needs to come out of you. Okay, So your brain convinces you to stick to the status quo, to stay exactly where you are. So you may not be happy, but hey, your brain goes, we know what's going to happen. You're going to stay exactly where you are and that isn't so bad, isn't it? Now that you are more aware of this I want it now system. And what might actually be a really good analogy is if any of you, you have kids If you remember when they were toddlers, you know, what people colloquially say, the terrible twos. When you go supermarket shopping with your two-year-old and the supermarket marketing executives know exactly what they're doing when they're placing the candy right at the eye level of your two-year-old and your two-year-old goes, grabs it off the shelf and you say, no, put it back. And they start crying and making, like throwing a tantrum. And they go, I want it now. (laughs) You are that (laughs) two-year-old. So if you think, no, I want this now. It feels good now. Even though I know it doesn't serve my goal. It doesn't serve my future. It's actually not working. It's getting me further away from my goal. But I want it now. I want this tasty thing now. I want to relax now. I want to feel better now. Right? Think about it. You are that two-year-old in that very moment. So sit down and think about this, right? The way you approach your goals and the way you think about your plans. First of all, ask yourself this question. Am I happy right now? And this is serious. So really take time and think, am I happy? And drop into that. What do I mean by that? As in when you're sitting in a quiet place and there's no distractions, mentally just drop into your body, the space. And when you ask yourself, am I happy right now? See what happens. You know, does your heart beat faster? Do you feel like a sensation in your stomach? Just note what you're feeling. The second question, ask, what goal is important to me that I would like to achieve? Or rather, is there a goal that I've been thinking of, a desire that I've always wanted to achieve, and yet I haven't achieved that yet? So think about what goal that is. And then ask yourself a third question. What do I think is required of me to achieve this? What strengths and weaknesses do I have right now that can bring me closer or further to the goal? And think about the potential obstacles. So maybe you are time poor, right? You're doing so many things and you're like, how am I going to squeeze this in? Or you think to yourself, right, I want to do this activity, but it's a long drive away. Like for me, scuba diving. (laughs) It's a long drive for me to get down to the place where we typically scuba dive here in Melbourne. So, you know, if I want to do that regularly, I have to think about what are the potential things that might deter me from achieving that. So just like Ulysses, you can actually plan ahead so that you are giving yourself the best possible chance to overcome these obstacles, right? So that you can actually attain your goal and achieve your dream. Now, the alternative is that you don't take any action and you just stay exactly where you are now. 
And this is a hard truth. Humans need growth for fulfillment. Because just like a plant, if you're not growing, you are dying. Humans, we need growth and involvement. We need to better and improve ourselves. We need to feel that what we do matters in order to feel happy. And if you feel that you're stagnant, that everything remains the same, that you're not, that you're moving nowhere, think about that, right? If you feel and you are ambitious and you're motivated in your job, and after a while you feel like no matter what you do, you're still stuck in the same role, the same place, people get frustrated. This is why they leave and they go leave for a different department, for another company, leave to work for themselves. Because they want to feel that the work that they do is valuable, that they contribute, that they're learning and they're growing. And this is what humans need. So think about how you feel where you are now with respect to your goals or with respect to what you want to achieve, with respect to the person that you want to become. Listen to this episode again if you need to and take down notes. Then hatch your plan. Buy back your life. Take charge, right? Don't let things, oh, the circumstance, the time, the money. Be in charge of yourself. Have some self-leadership. You are in control. You are no longer in school. <laughs> There's no teacher or principal or professor, you know, lecturing over you. You can take charge. You can choose to take charge of your life and have a Ulysses contract with yourself. All right, my friends, I hope this has been useful and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.